welcome to Authentic Imperfection, the podcast hosted by me, Steph Ellen. This is a space to discuss all things mindset, wellness, self-love and exploring your spirituality. I'm a recovering perfectionist and I'm obsessed with helping you step into your authenticity and start taking messy action towards the life that you know you desire and deserve. Join me each week for solo episodes and deep dive conversations. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's dive in. I'm going to get straight into this episode because I've actually woken up and felt really inspired to share something. Actually, (laughs) that's not strictly true. I woke up really early this morning. It's actually Sunday. I'm meant to be teaching, well, I am teaching yoga in a couple of hours. Uh, For some reason, I woke up at 4, 4.30, but felt completely rested. I did go to bed super early last night, um, but yeah, I woke up and I thought about trying to get back to sleep and then was just like, you know what? I actually feel awake. Let's just get up and actually do some things for my own self-care. Like, you know, actually have a meditation practice that's, you know, I always do a few minutes, but I sort of did 20 minutes this morning, did some journaling and ended up sort of brainstorming a few things. And then I just felt really inspired to to jump on the podcast. I haven't got that long, so I'm going to see what flows through because I want to talk about people pleasing. And I want to talk about people pleasing in a perhaps slightly different way than the usual narrative. Because I think, and I do this too, and I'm not saying that it's wrong or one way's right, one way's wrong, but there's a lot of talk about, you know, setting boundaries and stop people pleasing, like put yourself first, like doing all of these things. And I think sometimes that can be, as I always say, like too black and white, like it's not a case of, oh, we just never do anything nice for other people anymore. (laughs) But it's actually being able to use your discernment and to know when you're just being a nice person, or you're just naturally a kind, generous, loving person or you are being a people pleaser. Because the fact we the fact is we are all authentic and we are all unique. Being authentic is not a case of, you know, some people are born authentic and some people aren't. Everyone has an inherent authenticity, but some people mask that authenticity. And most people who are masking their authenticity do it on such a subconscious level as a protective mechanism, it's not a genuine desire to be fake or inauthentic. And people-pleasing at its core is being inauthentic because people-pleasing is portraying a version of you to someone else to try and control their perception of you. And you might think that sounds a bit harsh you might think, oh, well, like I'm not trying to control anybody by, you know, just doing something nice. But that's where the discernment comes in. If you are being genuine in the act of service that you are doing, then it is not people pleasing. And how do you tell that? So it all comes down to the motive. Why are you doing this thing? Why did you say yes to doing something? 
Is it because you genuinely want to do it or because you feel like you will be judged by someone else or even yourself if you do not do that thing? That's where the difference is. And so with our authenticity and our uniqueness, some people are naturally more empathetic. They have more empathy and they are more compassionate than others. I do believe that inherently we all are compassionate and generous, but some people have this like nurturing energy, this nurturing archetype, and they are, you know, more suited to perhaps caregiving roles, but they're able to be really perceptive to what someone else needs. Now, these people will often be so generous with their time, generous with their gifts, and really bring a lot of joy to other people's lives. And that's coming from a genuine heartfelt place. It's coming from a place of this person being true to themselves, this person having a full cup. We hear that metaphor all the time, fill up your cup before someone else's. But really it's about filling up your cup to the point of overflow, to the point that people can, you can fill other people's cups from the overflow of your own cup. And it's a completely different energy to scraping the bottle, (laughs) the bottom of the bottle to give to someone else. And if your desire to do something for someone else comes from more of a people pleasing tendency, you really have to look at the motive. So the way that you can tell, the way that you can use your discernment is why are you doing it in the first place? Are you doing it because you genuinely want to do something for this other person, which there is nothing wrong with? I feel like we've almost gone too far to like demonize just being nice to each other because everyone says it's people pleasing. So are you doing it from a genuine place? Do you have enough energy to do this thing? Or are you doing this purely because you are worried about being judged by the other person or by someone else or even by yourself for not doing the thing. So really it's about, are you being pulled towards doing something because you want to or because you're scared for what will happen if you don't do it? You're scared for what they will say, how they will judge you if you say no. And when you say yes to things that are not right for you, that are too much, that are putting too much on your plate, what you're really doing is saying no to your authenticity. You're saying no to your own needs. You are telling yourself that your needs don't matter. You're putting someone else's needs before your own. And if you continually do that, because our subconscious mind loves repetition, the more you do things, the more ingrained it will get in you. So the more you do this pattern, the more naturally you will do this pattern. I like to think about when I'm thinking about these sort of neural pathways being formed is like when you're, you know, walking through, say, like a forest, a grassy area. And at first, you know, you take that path and you have to look at the map. You have to figure it out. You have to really think about it. And then as you continually walk that path day after day after day, your footprints will be laid down, you'll start to even push the the undergrowth, the grasses out of the way. And then there'll become a time where you'll just do that on autopilot. You'll just walk that path. You'll see it clearly. You won't even have to think about where you're going. 
And that's what happens when we continually do something, when habits are formed. And these can be good habits or they can be, okay, I don't like good or bad. So they can be habits that serve you or habits that do not serve you. And if you are continually putting someone else's needs before your own, at the detriment to your own energy levels, at the detriment to your authenticity, then you are actually creating stronger pathways. You're actually creating this pattern. And another way to tell is how you feel after the interaction or after the activity. If you are feeling continually drained or even resentful, now that is the real shadow side of people-pleasing, is this resentment. And it can be quite insidious. And a lot of people feel a lot of shame around the resentment that they feel. They've done something nice for someone else. And afterwards, they actually feel drained and a bit pissed off. And because often these people pleasers, like people think of them as really nice people, then what happens is, is if they're feeling resentment, but everyone else thinks they're a really nice person, that is actually so negative to your mental health because it creates something called cognitive dissonance, where your beliefs about yourself do not match like other people's beliefs or your own beliefs. So you've got these conflicting beliefs about yourself. You can even start feeling like a fraud because everyone's saying, oh, you know, she's such a nice person. She's so nice. She's so lovely. And you're there like, fucking hate everyone, (laughs) even if it's a small amount, but it just leads to so much shame and guilt. So people pleasing, it's not as, it's not just being too nice. And as I said, in a way, it's really another form of control. It's trying to control other people's perception of you. And this is why people pleasing is actually so closely linked to perfectionism. And on paper, you might think that doesn't sound right because a lot of the time people think of perfectionists as this like type A overachiever, this hypercritical person. But often perfectionists are, they can, whilst they can be very judgmental of others, they are usually mostly judgmental about themselves. And they think that if they can make everything appear perfect, then they will feel worthy. They will feel enough. They will stop feeling the shame of not feeling good enough. And people pleasers, it can often come from the same. People pleasing can come from the same root sometimes. It can come from this need to feel enough. And you feel enough by making other people think or making other people feel better, making other people feel that, you know, you are a good person. And there are many other roots, root causes of people-pleasing and perfectionism, but so much of this stems from a lack of belief in themselves and their own inherent worthiness. Because if you truly believe that you're enough just as you are, you would feel more confident and comfortable to state your needs. You would know that your needs are just as important as someone else's. And this is why I'm just so passionate about this work, because these sort of patterns, without actually 
really diving deep into where they come from, they will keep repeating themselves. And sometimes you can make massive shifts and feel like everything has changed. And it has on some way. You can really can quantum leap in a second. You can completely change perspectives. But it does require consistency to keep walking that path. Like I said, with that metaphor with the trees, it's like you need to keep walking those paths so they become so ingrained in you that you do it automatically. And when you have been following a different path, a different pattern for years, potentially your whole life, then it can take it can take a little more to get um to remove that pattern. And there'll be times when you slip up, and that is where so often the perfectionism, like that if you've got those perfectionist tendencies, which to be honest, I believe most people do have some perfectionist tendencies. They may not resonate with being, you know, that textbook definition. But in a, in today's modern world of perception being absolutely everything, like how other people perceive you really does take over the average person's life. And most people do feel the need to portray a level of perfection. So as I was saying, these basically, when you have had these patterns that have been so ingrained for so long, it will take consistency. It takes community, accountability to keep going. And if you are a perfectionist, then you can get stuck in this very all or nothing thinking. And as soon as you slip up or make a mistake, you're like, well, screw this. Like it's done now. It's that whole, you know, people use that example with the diet all the time. It's like, if you're on, you know, healthy, healthy diet, you're not wanting to have any processed food. You have one thing. And then you're like, well, the diet's ruined. May as well just eat the whole bag of cookies like perfectionists, that is, they love doing that. <laughs> well, I say love doing that. They are very tongue in cheek. Obviously, no one loves doing that. So when I've created Purpose Over Perfection, my dream for it to be is to be this community of like-minded people on this journey together. Because people-pleasing and perfectionism really are just masks. They're coping mechanisms They are masks that people hide their authenticity behind. And I'm just so passionate about everyone sharing their unique, authentic imperfections with the world because it's just, it's just what makes it so beautiful. Like I know it's getting a little bit cheesy here, but even last night we were watching something on telly and just watching this musician, sorry, the cat's crying in the background. We're watching this musician. Oh, we're watching um Daisy um Daisy Jones and the Six, the, um that TV series on Amazon. And I'm just watching people sing, watching people, you know, share their gifts, watching this band like rehearse. And I had this realization that even though I loved music as a kid, I never played a musical instrument or never got very far with playing one. And it's something that I do regret. And maybe I will pick it up at some point. It's not a priority right now, but I realized that a big part of why I did not continue was because I didn't want to be bad at something. I didn't like not being naturally good at something. And it actually, you know, that sort of thinking robs you of experiences 
every time that you're too scared to try something in case you look stupid, you are robbing yourself of an opportunity to get to know yourself better. And who knows, maybe I would have been absolutely rubbish, but I'm sure I would have had fun. And I was just watching these, yeah, these, this band, you know, practice in someone's basement and they were just bloody awful. And I just remember thinking, how special is it to actually keep going with something when you are not naturally good at it or you're not, well, these people were naturally good at it, but they still needed to learn their craft. Like think what we would not have in this world if everyone just gave up when they got a no. They gave up when they made a mistake, when they failed. The most successful entrepreneurs in the world, you know, they constantly talk about how many people said no to them. Like, you know, JK Rowling, like how many people said no to Harry Potter. And if she just carried on with that, then we would never have it. And like, I can't, I don't want to imagine my life without Harry Potter. (laughs) That saved me growing up. I loved it. Still love it. And these people, yes, they have high standards for their work. Some of these people, I don't know them personally, they may even resonate with being a perfectionist, but they didn't let that stop them. They didn't let what other people said, other people's opinions stop them from staying true to themselves and really putting themselves out there to share their gifts with the world. And people pleasing and perfectionism, they are both barriers to that. And so if this is you, if you resonate with anything that I've said, you are ready to step into the version of yourself that just gives less fucks. Honestly, just gives less fucks. The version of you who is confident enough in their own skin, with their own mind, with their own self, that they can show up exactly the way they are without the masks. They're ready to do this work, but do this work in a sustainable, playful, curious way. Yes, there's some deep shit in this program. There's some shadow work. There's some inner child work. You're going to be really going to the depths of your your subconscious mind and releasing long-held patterns and beliefs. But there's also a sense of lightheartedness too, because it's not meant to be doom and gloom all the time. We are not here to be constantly fixing something that's broken. That is not the point of this whole existence. Yes, we need that polarity, the duality, the highs and the lows. I'm never going to be that stoic person who doesn't feel the highs and doesn't feel the lows. Like that is never going to be me. I refuse to numb myself from both the joys and the lows of life now. And when you live a life of perfectionism and people pleasing, you are numbing, you're dulling, you're like, it's just everything's in grayscale. And you're not here to live in grayscale. You're here to live in all the colors, all the mess, all the colors. So Purpose Over Perfection, it's an eight-week course. This is the beta round. So this is the first round that I've run of this program. My heart and soul have been poured into this. And so the first round is actually going to be at a pretty crazy low investment. Like there's so much value packed in here. I can't even explain. The wait list will get even more of a discount, uh, which does feel a bit insane, but I just 
this is really a gift, to be honest, this first round. You will not find this much value packed into something at such low cost. And this beta round is going to be super intimate. There's only going to be a very select amount of places because I want this to be the round that really creates the momentum to grow this to a movement that can just help support so many people. So if this is something that interests you, to drop me a message on Instagram at finding flow state to have a little bit more of a chat, you can DM me the word purpose or just click the link in the sign up in the show notes to sign up. So it's www.finding-flowstate.com slash purpose dash over dash perfection. So that's www.finding-flowstate.com slash purpose dash over dash perfection uh, to sign up to the waitlist. The waitlist closes, um, it's actually this week. So it's pretty close as this episode goes live. And I can't wait to see you inside. I can't wait to see this amazing group of humans that are ready to shift paradigms with me. And yeah, so much love to you all. I hope this episode was helpful. Yeah, it really felt just coming through strong this morning, um, pretty early on a Sunday morning. But yeah, sometimes you just have to go in the moment. So I will catch you next week. Um, as always, if you've enjoyed this episode or if you want to share it with someone, a rate and review or sharing this to your stories, take a screenshot, tag me. All of this means the absolute world to me. There's just I'm loving hearing your takeaways and how the podcast has, you know, already impacted um, so many people. It makes me so happy. So please let me know. And if there's any requests for anything you would like to hear, also let me know because this is for you. This is for you and what you need. And I will catch you next time. The Authentic Imperfection podcast respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of the lands on which this podcast is recorded, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders peoples today.